you know how they all these trainers you know like I think a lot of them are ch- changing now, but, but they used to be like, listen, you need to eat, you know, seven small meals yeah. every two hours, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of broccoli, a little bit of sweet potato. You know, you got to portion it out. And all of that stuff makes you obsessive compulsive, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be obsessive compulsive. I want to be a naturally thin eater that eats when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full and I eat what my my body's telling me to eat. Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayway.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayway.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. All right, Chantel, welcome to the Million Pound Mission Podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm so good. Well, I've a, uh, I've a suspicion that this is going to be a really high-energy episode. I've listened to your show, and I know that you bring the energy and you have a good time, and I enjoy bringing the energy and having a good time as well. So um, I want to kick it off and just have you tell us the story about how you discovered uh, intermittent fasting, how you reclaimed your health through these methods that you discovered and how that's impacted you so far. Yeah, so I basically have always like gained 10 pounds, lost 10 pounds, gained 30 pounds, lost 30 pounds, you know, just kind of always on this roller coaster of gaining, losing, gaining, losing, gaining, losing. And I finally decided to just start interviewing people who have been thin their whole life and they've never had a problem with food. And so I just interviewed over a thousand women and I said, Hey, what'd you do? What'd you eat? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, what'd you do? And then I just started reading the Bible and I read every Bible verse about weight loss and food. And that's what kind of got me into, I lost 40 pounds and I've kept it off and haven't regained it. Nice. Now, you have a podcast where you, you focus a lot, you know, it's, it's general health. It's about health optimization, but you focus a lot on uh, intermittent fasting. And that seemed to be a, a tool that has really been helpful to you. What would you say are some of the, like, the foundational principles of being effective with intermittent fasting? Well, I, you know how they, all these trainers, you know, like, I think a lot of them are changing now, but but they used to be like, listen, you need to eat, you know, seven small meals every two hours, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of broccoli, a little bit of sweet potato. You know, you got to portion it out. And all of that stuff makes you obsessive compulsive, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be obsessive compulsive. I want to be a naturally thin eater that eats when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full and I eat what my body's telling me to eat. 
and I'm eating whole foods and not tons of processed foods and junk. And so I just started interviewing these ladies and saying, what do you do? And then that's what, what created my book, Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way. Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way. Uh, yeah, if you, if you ever need voiceover work, just hit me up, Chantel. Uh, so, I know, you're really good at it. <laughs> uh, I, I play around with the voice work. Um, so you mentioned being able to discover when you're truly hungry. I feel like this is a huge issue for people. Like mm-hmm. I see my children, I, I have young children, and I see them connecting. Like I sit down and watch t- TV and I eat, you know, and instead of I eat when I'm hungry, so what are like some of the, the, the signs or what are some of the steps that you took to be a little bit more mindful and be present with your hunger signals? Yeah. So in my book, I have something called the hunger scale and zero is hamster hungry. And I had a friend when I was younger, this is a really disgusting story, but <laughs> one of my friends, she left her hamster and the baby, the hamster had babies and she forgot to give food to the babies. And, and she had gone on vacation for, for, uh, like a week. And I guess the babies died. And then the hamster ate the babies. <laughs> so when she got home, she was like, where's the babies? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And so anyway, that's what we call hamster hungry. That means like you are just ravenous. And so we tell people you don't want to really get to that point. Um, but you do want to get to the point that you are either truly hungry or that your, your stomach is growling and you a lot of times. So for me, I used to eat for any reason. It didn't matter if I was hungry or not. If I was happy, I was eating. If I was sad, I was eating. If there was a party, you know, someone would bring in donuts. I was eating. It just, it didn't matter. And so really getting to that place of going, is my stomach growling? Am I truly hungry? And what fasting does is it teaches you to learn how to be hungry, not these crazy two meals, you know, I'm going to have two meals a day and this, that, and the other. So your general game plan when you're fasting, like what I I hear a lot and I get a lot of questions about the fasting window itself and like defining that and should I be doing four hours, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours. So do you define your window just by when you're hungry or do you actually have like certain hours you're trying to consume food within? Yeah, for me, I try to eat in about a six to eight hour window and it just really depends on on my hunger scale if I'm hungry or not. And, you know, a lot of people are like, fasting, that's not good for you, blah, blah, blah. Or my doctor says I shouldn't fast. And I go, the Bible talks about fasting over 70 times. The Bible is our owner's manual for life, okay? And so if God told us to fast, it's not bad for you. And there are studies after studies after studies of how fasting heals your body. And so um, for me... I just, sometimes I eat, usually I start my first meal around 12 and I end around six, or if I'm doing an eight hour window, it'll be from 12 to eight. Or, you know, if you want to, if you're the type that likes to drink wine, you know, you could do one to nine. Um, some of my skinniest, skinniest friends, I mean, they are just, they don't start eating until like two and they go from like two to nine is about their kind of. Yeah window. Yeah. So I mean, is that something that you stress out about? Like I gotta, I have to be consistent with that. Okay. 
No, I'm not stressed out about it. I just kind of have that in the habit. And that's again, like if you're starting to stress about it and making like the whole thing is I, no one should be obsessive compulsive, but at the same time, honestly, more than two meals a day, you don't need it. Like it's just too much food. And so like I'm eating a lunch and I'm, and then I'm eating a medium sized lunch and I'm eating a, a small dinner. But what I also say is there's times, let's say I go out to lunch and I didn't mean to, but I ate more than I should have. And I ate a really big lunch. Then that might be the only thing I ate for the day. Why? Because I'm not hungry for dinner. Right. Right. Like, because you ate such a big lunch You just aren't, you won't be hungry. So get out of this mindset that you're thinking, oh, I've got to eat dinner because it's six o'clock or I have to eat dinner with my family. There's tons of times I sit with my family at dinner. I watch them eat and I don't eat. Why? Because I'm not physically hungry. If my body's not hungry, why do you want to eat? That's a huge point. I talk about that a lot on the show where like people tend to obsess and they really get stressed out about the dynamic of that family dinner and that relationship with they think everybody should be eating the same thing or if their husband is eating something that they should be eating the same thing or the husband is upset if the if the wife or the spouse you know there's all these this bickering and and judgment back and forth and I'm like you sit down to connect it's not about what, yes. you're, what you're putting in your mouth or what I'm putting in my mouth it's about being together so you know everybody try to do their own thing and be healthy in their own way but you know, I think we need to leave the judgment out off the dinner, the dinner table. You can you can pass the judgment plate, right? Yeah, and a perfect example that happened to me. Um, so, like sometimes, like one morning, I woke up and it was like nine. It was like around nine o'clock, and I was just really hungry. And I was like, I'm eating something because I'm just ravenously hungry right now. And I had totally forgot that I had a lunch that day at eleven thirty. And so it was like a big group of my girlfriends. We all had lunch. And they, they're all, all my friends are thin. So, um, we were sitting there and I was like, I'm not eating. And, and they weren't like, see, my friends weren't be like, Oh, why aren't you eating? Like, come on, just have something, yeah. have a little something. Da, da, da. They, they looked at me and they I was like, I ate at nine 30 and they were all like, what you ate at nine 30. Right. But, um, I was like, yeah, I'm just not hungry. But none of them said, Oh, come on, just have a little something, blah, blah, blah. Keep doing that. Why? Because they're my true friends and they know I eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full and I'm not going to eat just to sit down. I'm connecting with you. And guess what? Because I'm not stuffing my face, I actually can talk more and can connect with you. Yeah, I love that. And I feel the exact same way. I feel like, you know, Again, people that are on that weight loss journey, that transformation journey, they get some of those friend groups that do the opposite of what you just described. And they're out there trying to, you know, force feed them and and make them feel guilty. But a lot of it is just that person's own stuff coming out, their own, you know, stuff that they're not willing to deal with yet. And they're feeling, you know, that that own that owned guilt on themselves and they are, are uh, just kind of projecting that on you. So that's, mm-hmm. that's always a bad deal. But, you know, in that situation, I feel like communication is important. You know, sometimes you set the record straight and uh, sometimes it creates little fin- friend fights, but we can get over that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so with, uh, you know, you mentioned that you are, you know, you, you have your schedule, but I also know that you are an entrepreneur. You're super busy. You're a real estate professional. You've got different podcasts going on. So what are some tips for people that want to incorporate intermittent fasting, 
but they have kind of a crazy schedule. Do you feel like, like the, I feel like the, it's important. The thing is with intermittent fasting, it's like, it's like, are you kidding me? That is the best thing for your schedule. Cause think about it. If you have one of these trainers that are like, yes, okay. You need to prepackage your meal. You need to do chicken and broccoli. It's gotta be four ounces. You've <laughs> got to measure it out. Now we have to have three almonds. I mean, it's just, that is okay. That takes up more time. If you're only eating one meal a day, do you know that is like, talk about so much time off your plate. So it actually, if you're, if you're worried about your time, this actually saves time because it's cutting out, you know, one pretty much what you're, you're eating either one meal a day or two meals a day and not planning all these extra snacks and meals. So it definitely saves time if you're busy. For me, it's fantastic. Um, and the key is that you want to eat what you, what you really want. One of the things that I talk about in, in my book, um, is about my assistant. We went out and we got a pizza one time and I got a pizza and so I ate half, like two small slices of pizza and I was full and I was done. And then she got a grilled chicken salad that was huge. And, and when she was done, she goes, I just, this salad just didn't cut it. I was trying to be healthy. Um, can I have the rest of your pizza? And I was like, yeah, sure. But like, if you look at how many calories she just ate, she ate this huge grilled chicken salad that had tons of dressing all over it. She probably had 900 calories worth of salad thinking she was quote good, then ended up eating my pizza. So, so the difference, the difference is though now, you know, now my health is just so, so important to me. And so my, I'm eating cleaner and cleaner, but how I originally lost the weight, I truly ate whatever I want. My thyroid, I had some thyroid issues, some autoimmune issues. So now my eating is very, very clean now. Um, but, but again, I still eat what I want. So like now, like if I want a pizza, I might have a cauliflower pizza crust with dairy free cheese on it, but I'm still eating what I want, but I'm just choosing different choices because my health is so, so important to me. And I know that for me to be able to work at my peak performance, I really, my diet really consists of tons of vegetables, tons of fruits and lean meats. Yeah. I think that's a great tip with intermittent fasting in general. I'm, I'm big on only changing one variable at a time because I want to know what works. And it drives mm-hmm. me nuts as somebody that tries to advise other people to get healthy. Mm-hmm. They'll change like five different things. They'll add a new workout. They'll do mm-hmm. a different, you know, intermittent fasting and keto and, you know, sauna <laughs> sessions. And then they get a result and we don't we're like, what worked? I don't know what worked. So we have to keep yeah. doing it all. So I love the idea that you kind of had a eating style that, you know, you had foods that you ate. And you just added intermittent fasting, and that produced an amazing result. That was a one variable shift result. Then you started to clean up the, the food that you're consuming. You know, now that you've established that as the new normal with intermittent fasting, and you're seeing results again. I feel like, especially this time of year, like we're talking in January, you know, and people are like, let's do it all. You know, I got my new yes. bike, and I got this thing online, and my, my thigh master going on, and all these different things. Uh, but I'm really big on just chilling out and let's see what actually works one variable shift at a time. Now you mentioned some of the results that you were seeing. What are some of the other really cool, uh, results that, you know, you've talked to, obviously you talked to, you said over a thousand people, uh, when people are in, intermittent, when they're incorporating intermittent fasting, 
what types of uh, results or surprising things are you seeing that uh, might get people fired up about it? Yeah, so we've had tons of people who, since they've been doing intermittent fasting, they were on thyroid medicine, and then they've completely, because fasting heals your body, um, you know, it. they've had great results with, um, like doing, even CBD oil has been a big thing for me. Um, if you go to my webpage and go to chantelray.com slash CBD, um, but, you know, as far as getting doing some things with essential oils and that sort of thing. But I think the main thing is, is how do I feel when I eat this? You know, so that's a big thing for me. And it's just unbelievable. People don't realize the power that fasting has on healing your body. We've had tons of people who are taking this medicine, this medicine, this medicine, this medicine, this medicine, because they were eating from 5 a.m. until 12 o'clock, you know, just eat, 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 eat. And you don't realize how much your body takes to digest your food. Think about the amount of effort that it takes to digest that food. So when you're not just eating your food and you're fasting, it's able to go to your other cells in your body and just rejuvenate different, you know, parts of your body and heal your body. Yeah. One of the things I've really noticed since I've incorporated uh, intermittent fasting is my sleep is a lot better just because of the whole digestion thing, like I make sure I've got a couple hours of, of uh, space between last meal and when I go to bed and that just seems to make all the difference. And then my body, like you said, isn't, you know, diverting all that energy uh, towards uh, digesting food all day long. And I just, I sleep really, really, really well. And I notice I dream like I, those vivid dreams, you deep sleep and you, uh, you get those dreams that you actually remember when you wake up in the morning, that's always a sign to me. Like, okay, that was, that was a solid night of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, the oils. You, you got a lot going on. Like you, like you seem to, like we mentioned a second ago, you've kind of kicked things up a notch with your uh, overall health, your longevity focus. So what other things are you kind of diving into now that you've established the, the passion for intermittent fasting? You know, We have essential oils and things like that. What else are you diving into? So a lot of people ask me about drinking, like drinking their calories in yeah. their window. And that's why, so like when, remember when I told you, for whatever reason, I'm not a big wine drinker. Okay. But every one of my friends are like wine, wine. They just love like their wine at night. Yeah. That's a big deal for them. And so I started researching and I was like, do you know that the FDA does not regulate wine at all? That means that there could be 20 other chemicals and different things in your wine. There could be, it, they could put they could put whatever they want in there, but there's no regulations. They don't have to put what's in that wine. So everyone just thinks, oh, wine is just grapes. No, it's not. <laughs> and you don't even know what's in there. And so even some of these organic wines, they, their grapes are certified organic, but then the process and all the chemicals that they add to it. So, so one of my friends said to me, I said, I don't really drink wine because when I drink even a half a glass, I wake up the next day, I have a headache, I don't feel good, I just don't like it. So she said, okay, I want you to try this one glass of wine and wake up the next morning and you're not going to have a headache. She's like, I promise. And I woke up the next day and I felt like a million bucks. And so this wine has 75 tests that literally test to make sure there's no chemicals, the sulfites in the wine, there's no added sulfites. That's why when you ha drink this wine, you, the reason why you have such a bad headache is all the added sulfites. Some of these wines has 300 sulfites, you know, 
in there. So you want to make sure that the wine that you're drinking. So if you go to ChantelRayWay.com slash wine, um, that will give you the, um, the link to the wine that I suggest that you buy because it's fantastic. But still, if you're going to drink wine, you need to kind of count that in your eating window. Like that one girlfriend, the one girlfriend that I did so much interviewing on, she doesn't even, she, these people don't know they're doing intermittent fasting. That's the funny <laughs> part. It's like they don't, they, they don't even know they're doing intermittent fasting. I just say like, okay, well, what time do you start eating? <laughs> She's like, well, you know what? I'm just not a morning person. I usually have coffee in the morning. Um, and I don't eat anything. And I have my first snack around one or two o'clock, you know, but she drinks, a, she drinks I, my one friend that super drink, super skinny. She probably has at least one glass of wine every night, sometimes, uh, two or most nights she yeah. does maybe not every night, but like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, she's having, you know, wine with her meal, but she's drinking clean wine and, um, so you want to count whatever is a caloric drink is within your eating yeah, window. window. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that brings up a good point. This is another thing I get a lot of questions about and people stress out about is the, what liquids are, Adam, what liquids are approved outside of my, my eating window? So you establish an eating window. Is it okay to have coffee? Like some people do the, the fat fast. I'm like, well, if you're putting calories into your body, that's not technically, mm -hmm. that's not fasting. But like, what do you recommend or what do you see people having success with outside yeah. of the eating window? So, um, with the eating window, I do have, um, a, like some, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but sometimes I'll have, if I'm like, okay, I got to really get myself together this morning, I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll have a little bit of non-dairy creamer in it. And I don't stress out about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of non-dairy creamer. It's probably like 30 calories. Um, so anything that's like 30 calories or less it's not going to impact you a huge amount. So I don't stress about it. But if you're not losing weight, then I would say, well, then just switch to black coffee. The best way to do it, the, the whole point is, is that you don't want to put glycogen into your body. So if you, if you don't have any glycogen stores and you don't have any energy stores, your body is then going to use your fat for fuel. If it has you know, that sugar in your body, it's going to use that first. My favorite analogy that I say is if you had a hundred dollars sitting in your pocket right now, right? And then let's say you had a hundred dollars in your bank account and you went to the store and wanted to buy something for 50 bucks. You're not going to go to the bank to use that hundred dollars when you've got your hundred dollars sitting in your pocket. That's it. exactly what your body does. It's already got that $100 in your pocket. It's going to use that. So you want it to go all the way to the bank to get that money. And the only way you're going to go all the way to the bank to get that $100 is if you have $0 in your pocket. Then you're like, look, I got to buy this. I got to go to the bank. Yeah, there's an analogy. I love that analogy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using that. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a shout out every time I use that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll trademark it. Chantel Ray said. But there's another analogy. Uh, I love Mark Sisson and his stuff. And he talks about, uh, in his latest book uh, about the ketogenic diet, he talks about shopping local 
as in from your butt. He's like, that's, that's, your, that's where your body wants to shop for fat is not from the supermarket. They wants to shop from your butt and use that to burn for, for clean energy. So, uh, but I like your analogy better. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so Sisson is out. Chantel is in. <laughs> Hey guys, we absolutely love getting your questions into the podcast, but we're also interested in your journey. So if you've started intermittent fasting and have some success or even struggling a little bit, we want to hear about it. Email me your intermittent fasting stories to Chantel at ChantelRayWay.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, one of the things, one of the things that Mark Sisson said, and I, I heard him say this, after I wrote the book, otherwise I would have quoted him to say it. But one of my principles in my book is eat the best first. That's principle number five. And Mark, and number six is eat what I really want. And he said something, I can't even remember what it was, but like, he said something like, I don't put anything in my mouth that I don't absolutely love, love, love. He's like, and something, and I'm probably messing all this up, but it's something like, if I don't really, 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 really like it, I'm not going to eat it. And that's exactly what I say. I say, eat what you, everything I put in my mouth, I make sure that I absolutely love it. Like it tastes amazing. And I'm like, I'm just, I think I should, in my, I'm getting ready to write my second edition of my book because nice. I feel like I've learned some more things, but I really should call that chapter, be a food snob. Like that's how they are. People who are thin, they're like a food snob. People who are overweight, they're like, oh, I don't care. I'm sure I'll eat that. Sure. I'll eat that. Right. It's like, if it's not amazing at a level five. So I have, um, some stars that I have and I say, okay, a level five, five stars is like a party in your mouth. Like you're like, you eat that bite and you're like, oh my gosh. But then when you take another bite, it's not as good. And then you take the next bite and it's not as good. Once it starts getting to be like, "Mm, that's just okay. I'm pushing it away and I'm not going to eat anymore. That makes sense. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I love about the way you present all this is that you're very intuitive with what you're doing. Like you're, mm-hmm. you seem like very mindful, very tuned in. Is that something you had to develop? Because I know that's something that people really struggle with, Chantel. So is that how you've uh, always been? Or is that something you've kind of brought along as you've been on this journey? Yeah, one of the things that I think is still a little bit of a struggle for me even now is this, is that So sometimes when I'm eating like so, so clean, like let's say I have like this salad um, that's like absolutely amazing. I went to this restaurant called True Food. Have you ever heard of it? No, but it sounds good. I'm I'm ready to go. And it was like to die for. And I was sitting there eating it and I felt like I ate a tiny bit more than than I should have. And the thoughts I was having in my head was like, I don't have a true food. These are the kind of things that, you know, go into your head. I don't have a true food in Virginia beach. I'll never be able to get this salad again. This is like the most amazing salad I've ever had. You know, those kind of things that you have to battle against in your mind. Um, but for me, for my health, where I am right now in my health, I have to make sure that I'm eating cleaner than the average person. So like, in my book, I say, if your health is, is great, like if you go in your doctor, you feel like a million bucks, then my rule of thumb is 80% 
eat kind of whatever, 80% you're eating clean foods, fruits, vegetables, lean meats. And then 20% you're eating whatever you want. Like if you want a brownie, eat a bit of a brownie. If you want chips, eat chips. So now because my health isn't where I want it to be, I still eat chips, but I have uh, chips that are, we have no, you know, I'm not eating like Lay's, Lay's, um, sour cream and onion chips. I'm eating kettle cooked plain chips with fresh avocado on top, you know? So it's just like, I'm just tweaking things now to where I'm still eating whatever I want. If I want a cookie, oh my gosh, I made the most amazing cookies that are dairy-free, gluten-free, paleo. You, if you go to chantelrayway.com slash recipes, I just, by the time this show airs, I'll have it on there. It is the best cookie you have ever had, but it's as clean as it can be. Right. So that's where, that's my new next level that I'm taking it is that I'm still eating what I want. If I want a cookie, I'm eating it, but I'm just making sure that that cookie is just the best quality it possibly can be for my body. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. And I know a lot of people will stress out, like, I, if I make a cookie, I'm going to eat all of the cookies. But again, with your method of being intuitive and when that, that, when that party in the mouth starts to die down and it's time to go home, we push away and we put the cookies yes. away. Um, so are you pretty into cooking? I mean, do you, do you get pretty fired up to, 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 I hate to use the word meal prep, but that's, that's kind yes. of the term. So honestly, I don't enjoy cooking. I don't love it, but I'm actually really good at it. <laughs> I've gotten to be a, like, I joke around because I'm like, yeah, my name's Chantal Ray, but just today, just call me Rachel Ray because I'm just so good at cooking. So I don't love it, but I do have a lot of help. So the nice thing is like, I have everyone else do all my food prep. So I have an assistant that like, you know, chops the onions and does this and gets everything together. And then all I do is go and then do it. Um, so that part is hard, but again, My first suggestion with people, depending on where they are, my first suggestion is first start with intermittent fasting, get your window down and don't obsess about what you're eating at all. Just get that window down, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full and shorten that window. The second step would then be going, okay, I'm going to try to make my diet where 80% of what I'm eating is, you know, real foods, whole foods. And then 20%, if I want a brownie, eat a brownie. And then tons of people I know get super skinny and stay there and they're great. Only do I recommend taking it to where you're like 95% eating on the clean scale is if you've got health issues, if your thyroid's not functioning, if you're, you know, you've got autoimmune issues, you've got all other kind of physical ailments, then you might get to where I am right now, which is I'm more on the 95% of what I'm eating is super, super clean. And, and I'm basically not eating any grains. I'm eating, um, dairy. I'm not eating any dairy only because I feel terrible when I eat it. So I don't, I'm not suggesting that for people, but unfortunately where my gut health is, I don't do well when I eat it, but I still don't. I'm the key is not to deprive. As soon as you feel deprived, you will end up on a binge. And that is the key thing you have to say to yourself. I am not depriving myself. So now when I eat this cookie that I love, I go, I'm not depriving myself at all. I'm feeling like a million bucks and I'm eating the cookie that I want to eat. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 
it seems like right now you're kind of on fire with your health journey, but what I talk a lot about your, your why versus all the why nots and like your why has to be bigger than the sum of all the why nots that could pop up and, and disrupt your transformation journey. So what is that next level goal and what's the why behind it? That's really keeping you engaged and fired up right now. Um, I, my biggest thing is I really want to improve people's health and how they feel about themselves. I mean, the thing is, is like when you feel fat, like, um, you don't want to like go in, you know, you know, it's like, you're like, Oh, I don't want to go there. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about myself. And so it's really just about getting yourself to where you feel like a million bucks. You look like a million bucks. And I, I feel like I've helped myself do that. And so I want to help other people do that as well. That's awesome. When was the first time that you got some feedback? Because I know as a podcaster, you, you get people that reach back out to you and say, oh, I love your show. And, and this is how it's helped me. When was the first time that you got some feedback like that? And you realized that you were, you were making an impact from the book or from the podcast? Like, what was that like? Yeah. I mean, I get, we get emails. We have an email address that's questions at chantelrayway.com and people for our podcast, we say, Hey, if you have a question, you know, we'll answer it. And so we get tons of emails over and over. Like, you know, one of the things that's very important with intermittent fasting, and I say this in my book, I did not lose any weight for three weeks, three weeks. And then all of a sudden I lost six pounds. And, and so it was like week one, nothing, week two, nothing, week three, nothing. And after the third week, I lost six pounds. And what we call it, it's called the whoosh effect, where it's like all of a sudden it's like whoosh, the weight just <laughs> kind of like drops off. So like, I guess my thing is if you try it and you go after a week, you go, this is not working for me, just stick with it because what what intermittent fasting also does is it builds muscle. So you're going to tell that you're losing weight in your clothes. You feel thinner, but you might not see those changes immediately on the scale. Chantel, I think we just found a title for this episode, the whoosh effect with Chantel. Yes, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, my trainer, I have to send you a picture of him. Um, I have a personal trainer. His name's Craig. And when I tell you, um, his body is completely chiseled. I have to, we have to put that in the show notes. Like when I say <laughs> chiseled, he, you know, like how you look on the magazines with the, with the thing, you know, that you see all the people and they're just chiseled. Yeah. Well, those people don't look like that walking around, right? right like right. they, they really, that last week of the show, the thing of the difference with this guy is he looks like that all the time. He eats like that all the time. He's just, he is the cleanest eater you'll kind of ever meet. Nice. Um, but anyway, he went to the doctor and he said that there was a doctor that was four, four, eight. His doctor was really short and really chunky. And she looks at him and she said, well, we looked at your BMI and according to your BMI, you're, you are obese. And he was <laughs> like, okay. And, and she was like, now I would like to suggest that you walk two times a day and she's giving him like all this advice. And he's just sitting there like, honey, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. He's like, I didn't say anything. I just smiled and nodded my head, but it's like, this is the kind of stuff that's going on right now that like, you know, he's thinking, you know, according to the test, he's his BMI, he's, he's obese. That's ridiculous. Right. He's shredded chiseled because muscle weighs so much more than fat. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I got a less than preferred insurance rate because I'm, I'm six foot three and I weigh 220 pounds, and they're like obese. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you should have seen me 10 years ago when I weighed 327 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the advice that the, the medical professionals are giving, it's just like blind advice, like as if that, that doctor couldn't look at your trainer and just see, you know. He's chiseled. Yeah. And, and he, he was. Hearing one of those things, he said, I, and I and I said, well, did she see you with your shirt off? He's like, well, it was half off. He's like, because, you know, it was one of those gowns, you know, yeah. that you put your hands in and the whole back is open. If you looked at his back, it's like just shredded. <laughs> and she's sitting there going, well, I would like to suggest you walk twice a week. <laughs> How about I do a thousand push-ups instead, <laughs> doc? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it gets frustrating, but I do feel like, you know, to give our medical professional community uh, a shout out, I, I feel like the tide's turning a little bit. More people are coming on board. Uh, you hear a lot of doctors talking about ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting, you know, mm-hmm. higher fat, lower carb type things. So that it is coming around. So that's, I feel good about the, uh, the momentum that's, that's shifting a little, but we still have some of those people that are just blind to it. And that always sucks because we get less yeah. than preferred insurance rates. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> so Chantel, I want to make sure that my audience can get connected with you. We mentioned you're, you have a couple of podcasts. Uh, you've got a great website. The website is awesome because it's just a ton of free resources. So uh, mention that one more time. What's the best way to get connected to you and your information? Yeah, it's just ChantelRayWay.com. That's C-H-A-N-T-E-L-R-A-Y-Way.com. Excellent. Well, Chantel, I like to leave my audience with some action. All right. You've inspired them. We've laughed. We've cried. We've been inspired. Um, let's say somebody is out there that was just like you before you started to gain some momentum. That person that's gaining weight, losing weight, back and forth, back and forth, feeling frustrated, kind of feeling lost. What's one action step they could take in the next 24, 48 hours to start to gain some traction and get some momentum going? So, The people that we've seen that have the best results, believe it or not, are people that have um, gone and got my audio book on Audible and listened to the audio book like three and four times. And they just listen to, you know, every day in the morning, they're listening to 10 to 15 minutes. So they're, they're getting their mind right. They're getting back on track. They're getting motivated. And every day they're listening to it. And we have people who, who now they're like, I just, every day I listen to the podcast. I listen to the book and I just do it for 15 minutes a day because it's that reminder of, Hey, I do want to wait till, well, I'm truly hungry before I'm eating. And it's just Putting that in your mind, you list reading the book one time is not going to do it. You've got to be listening to it. You want to ingest it. You want it to be like where you're constantly reminded of all of those principles. And these principles are truly how thin people who have naturally been thin their whole life, how they eat. Amazing. Well, Chantel, I know you're super busy. Uh, I was really excited to get connected. I appreciate your time. I appreciate that energy. And I appreciate you adding some of that special Chantel Ray mojo to the Million Pound Mission podcast today. <laughs> well, it's been a blast and I really appreciate you having me on. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com slash coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.